praise you, Jesus, to know we had a friend like you, Lord. I pray as believers, we know that each and every time. And Lord, there's nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And we bless you this morning. I want to, I want to pray. I want to read the scripture and then pray it over us. It said, and these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes and they're with their hands and it, if they drink any deadly poison it will not harm them they will lay their hands on the sick and they will be made well after lord jesus had spoken to them he was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of the father father i pray and we're in a world we're in a time where things are trying to touch us where the, whether it's the disease whether it's the hatred whether it's the bitterness but lord god it cannot take root because we believe in you lord and Father God, that it will never, ever be able to touch our belief, never be able to touch our faith. And as Jesus said, don't be so excited that demons submit to you or evil spirits submit to you. Be excited that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So Lord God, that our whole mission is to bring others to Jesus and let them know about the goodness of God. But Father God, our children and all of our family members will not be touched by the disease called hate, the disease called virus, the disease, the disease called any situation, Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that we lay a firm foundation that they will not pick up the serpent. They will not pick up the poison called anger and, and hate and bitterness in the name of Jesus uh, in any direction, Father God. I pray that, that, Lord God, that people have been loose from these emotional tirades and these, these tantrums that are being, uh, being put out there. But in the name of Jesus, that they will drop it and not be bit, not be affected by it, Lord God. But know that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm going to talk and speak in the name of Jesus. I'm going to speak in the name and behalf of the Spirit of God, Spirit of the living God. Help us. Help us, Lord God, to regain that joy of our salvation. The joy of not just standing on the side and that the joy of the Lord that says, I'm going to take things head on. And I'm going to believe that my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could even ask or think. Thank you, Jesus, that I refuse to be poisoned. I refuse, Lord God, to take a bite of someone else's problem, someone else's meal. I declare in the name of Jesus, you said, if I pray for those who are sick in any way, shape, form, or fashion, that they would be well, they would be healed, they would be delivered. That, Father God, that I would worship in such a way, Lord, that it will bring so much glory to you that the sacrifice, Lord God, will cause a fire to burn like never before. And, Lord, we're not sitting on the side waiting for something bad to happen. We're on the offense. We are taking, and according to Matthew 12 and 11, that 11 and 12, that we are, that uh, the kingdom of God suffered violent and a violent take it by force. We violently take the word. We violently apply it. We violently live it, Lord God. And in this time where it seems easy to just fall prey, Lord, we're going to violently transform, violently turn. Father God, we just pray for the Holy Spirit to begin to suck the poison out of people who believed a lie, believed hate, believed bitterness. Pray, Lord God, as that begins to be sucked out of them. And Lord, that they welcome in the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Welcome in your spirit. Lord, we got friends that have been bitten by something, maybe abuse, maybe hurt, maybe pain. Lord God, I pray that the poison is being removed right now. 
in the name of Jesus. Remove them. Remove that poison. Lord, I, I pray over my own family memory. Pray. I lift up my cousin Greg and just the stroke he just had. I, I pray, Lord God, that, that begin to minister to him, to awaken him, Lord Jesus. That, Lord, that he'll be delivered from drugs, de delivered from every part of his life, Lord God. This, this curse that's on this part of our family where his brothers had a stroke and mother just died. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, to get the poison out of him that he may believe and he may receive. Lord God, I come against this, this tirade that he's in, this mentality, Lord God, that has just disturbed him for all of his life. I pray in the name of Jesus that there's a releasing of the anointing of God. And whether he will, though he won't take calls, Lord God, or Father God, I pray that he'll take the call of God. And though he may not take my dial, but he'll take your call. He'll hear you more than anything else. Lord, suck the poison out. I, I can't carry them. I, I can't do that anymore. I know it's you that's got to take that part, that portion of, of everything that we do, Lord God. But I cannot bear that on my back. I can lift them up. I can pray, Lord, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. But I, I pray, Father God, that this poison, this thing that has happened throughout his life for so long, Lord God, that he's been awakened to the presence and spirit of God. He's been awakened, Lord God, to be strengthened like never before. In his right mind, for the first time in many, many years, Lord God, this stroke is going in reverse now, Lord God. It is, it is not taking hold. This thing is stopping right now, Lord God, that he'll get his speech back. He'll get his motor skills back, Lord God, that he'll get his sanity back, Lord God, just, just that it'll just pour into him. And I pray for all of our family members that is under the influence of a disturbed mind in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I pray that their mind be called to peace, it'll be called to order, that, Lord God, it'll be directed under the grace and mercy of God, that, Father God, that they shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord, that, Lord, that you are bringing them up, you're bringing them around. They are snapping to right now in their right mind. Their thoughts are right. Their words are right, Lord God. They can hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. You've given them ears to hear. And their minds to process, Lord God. Eyes to see. Get their minds to process, Lord God. That, Father, that you have birthed in them the very power. We thank you for the art of worship, Lord. The picture that worship paints. The colors, the drawings, the details of worship. That, Lord Jesus, help us to paint a picture, Lord, like the world has not seen before. That we carry within our hearts, Lord God, details of a loving Father, loving Savior, Lord Jesus. That, Lord, that you have called us, Lord, to this time. You've given us power and authority in this time. That, Lord, that you said we've made for such a time as this. Father, we leave nothing behind. We leave nothing to chance. We leave nothing to emotion. Be the God of my emotions. Be the God of my mentality. Be the God of my thoughts. That, Lord God, that I know, that I know, that I know that you are sweeping through this earth greater than anything else that is going on. You are sweeping through and you are causing complete and total deliverance. And, Father God, we receive that. We pray healing over anyone and all, Lord God, uh, uh, church members as well and those outside of the church. We just pray healing. We thank you, Father God, for you uh, ministering to them and anyone that's sick in any shape, form, or fashion. We just speak the word over them and two of us that are gathered together in your name. There you are in the midst is touching any and every problem in their life. 
We bless them. We thank you, Lord Jesus. As they're sitting up and preparing their hearts to hear the word, Lord God, we thank you that they're doing it in peace throughout their entire body. We thank you for today's service, Lord God. You're going to have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And your kids, yeah, there she is with the snacks. Um, before we start taping, um, just been blessed and again, man, so, so Pastor Donnie said something to me. Let me tell you, as even doing that, and you guys have been such so faithful to God and, and to what he's called us to do, we're going to, uh, we're just going to rejoice in this together. Amen? Amen. So in our time, the church body has a responsibility to speak the word. This is where y'all can say amen. Not just the mask woman, but everybody can say it, because I can't understand what she's saying anyway. And I don't know if she's saying something negative about me or just positive. Okay, just positive, ain't it? Okay, yeah. Oh, you going to try to help her out? Okay. Love y'all. Uh, but today we're talking about love thy neighbor. Amen? And that's not the person living next door to you. And y'all got to understand, there are things that can move into your life on a regular basis. People that you run into all the time can be your neighbor or neighboring up against you. So the sovereign law of God, and even as in studying and all my studies, and I know I've read this before, but ah, gosh, you know, it's like now things seem to be coming to life even more uh, during the time of studying and, and, and being at home. So James chapter 2, verse 8 through 10, it says, if you really fulfill the royal law stated in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. So then I'm going to prompt y'all and y'all can say, amen. Right? Love your neighbor, then you're doing well. Right? If you don't love your neighbor, you're not doing well. You're doing wrong. Okay? That's okay. Next verse. But if you show favoritism... You sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Okay. Amen. Okay. So you commit sin. A transgression, though, is one you knew was wrong before you did it. And yet you did it anyway. Okay. So if there's people who do something unknowingly, this is one you knew. Amen. And this is the fact that I don't get to have this many people around me when I did it yesterday. Okay. I was pausing and, and I'm pretty sure what they're hearing right now is there's a lot of pauses because I was wanting to say amen, but it was just justice and I. Whoever keeps the whole law but stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Right? Like, okay. Again, like we can say case in point. I'll keep all these, but I'm not forgiving. I'll do all the other stuff. I mean, rich young ruler, right? I did all these. Jesus said, sell all you have, and then you'll have life with me and follow me. He could do everything else but be all in with Christ. Okay? You cannot take that one thing. We need to be with Christ all the way. Right? We, we, we good with that? We good? We're down with Jesus. We're going to go with Jesus. So the royal law is simply the law of God, and love is the kingly law that God broke down for us by just commanding, love thy neighbor. It is the royal law, it is the kingly law, it's the sovereign law, it's the godly law, love thy neighbor. Remember the greatest commandment, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and body, and love your neighbor as you love your 
self. It is the royal law. The minute we cannot, and for whatever reason, have to pull that back. And, and, and even it's, it's tough even standing here because the cousin that we just prayed for, man, th- that section of our family, that, that my aunt, and she's the one we just buried, but she also buried her next to the youngest son, next to the oldest son, two years ago. He had a stroke at 40, was bedridden. And I found out all the information. They left the hospital. They didn't even treat him. He sat in there and had six strokes while he waited. And that's what took him out. I was like, stop giving me this. You know, I mean, you just said that. The more the information, my cousin was just telling me. And, and this guy, this guy, he's been in prison more than he's been out of prison in his life. And he just had a stroke. Her youngest drowned in a pool. My grandmother burned in a fire living with her. Like it was just too much. It was like, we got to break this curse. But now this guy has a stroke and he walks out of the hospital because he don't want to receive treatment. I don't even know how you walk out of a hospital after having a stroke. I don't know how you do that. But it is like this whole thing. And I said, they were, they were, they were telling me, this is the thing that made me mad. Right? If I don't sound like I'm mad, they don't get this on this. They don't get this stuff right here. This is us stuff. They don't get this. And my, my cousin said to me, okay, well, let's do what we always do. Prepare for them to die. Like we've done that so much. It's a, he's going to die. He won't listen. So let's just get ready to go to the funeral. And that made me mad. That's when I had to get off the phone. But, but I'd been on what, two hours seemed like? Yeah. <laughs> it's a miracle. And then we're upstairs when I took the call. And, but we're not, I'm not, I said, no, I'm not going to say, I'm just not going to prepare for, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. I know it helps us get through the funerals, but I'm not, I'm tired of that. We got to come after this thing in a way. And he's, his mind, he's got to have a turnaround in his thought life, a turnaround in his mind. And so all those things that he's gone through, that the law is simply the royal law of God is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Even if that neighbor does something wrong to you, love them like you wanted them to do right by you. All right mistreating others is literally living out a wrong about ourselves we don't if we don't like ourselves we're going to mistreat others according to the way ourselves most most people and i've heard this a lot who abuse their kids were once abused and because they did not deal and forgive with that they acted out what was within them it's crazy times crazy things but that's always been so a reaction reveals the true actions of the type of love in a person's heart and that is that is that is so true because your reaction will reveal what's in you what is it that we use it was an orange right or whatever if you spill some milk use a sponge to pick it up and you squeeze the sponge once you clean up the spilled milk what you're going to get out of that sponge if you squeeze it milk right that's not a trick question what's in it right and whatever you got in you, when you get squeezed, that's what's going to come out. Those are not accidents. That's what comes out, right? It was what, what are we filling up with when the squeeze happened? What do we think we got rights to? Because rights to would keep you from righteousness, right? And so we want to make sure that we are walking in righteousness. As believers, knowing the breath of God makes it our responsibility to receive a breath from God to, pro- to respond properly with the love of our neighbor. Now, again, you have to step back, and, and you guys have been, been at home together. I mean, how many deep breaths can you take in one day? <sighs> they all hear. 
right? Those deep breaths. But we need to receive that breath. We need to have a Genesis 2-7 moment when we get frustrated and God breathed into Adam and Adam became a living soul. And that's where our soul has to be allowed to live because if we start to work, operate in our flesh and the soul don't get to live, we'll attain a worldly mentality but lose our soul value. There's a value to our soul. There's a, there's a value to, to loving your neighbor and, and loving them as you love yourself, right? So it always concerns me when I ask the question to people, and especially when I do this with teachers, uh, how many of y'all set a New Year's resolution? And a lot of them won't even raise their hand and go, no, I didn't do one. Why? Because I won't keep it. So you don't trust you. But you want, I don't want you loving me like you love you. I don't want your mistrust. You know what I mean? Like, it's, if I love you like I love myself, because a lot of times we, we treat ourselves bad. We, how many of y'all treat yourself way worse than you treat someone else? How many of you say things silently to yourself that you'd never say to anybody else? Some of y'all, like, y'all universal. I, I, I cuss me out and them out. Like, I'm, uh, it's all equal. Right? I don't let nobody go. Right? <laughs> like, like, but you'll go around calling yourself stupid and dumb, and you never say that to someone else. Maybe. Not this crowd. Y'all seem like, I'll do it, Pastor. I need you to love on yourself so you can love on others. How about that? Let me, let me just do that. Y'all y'all a rough crowd. Yeah, I tell them. I was stupid yesterday. You stupid today. Now, let me help you with math. I'm good. I'm good. You got your numbers wrong. But those actions, right, will come out. But listen to this, right? It, it is about this part of, of understanding grace, right? That is God's unmerited favor, right? It is a gift given to us that we did not deserve, and we couldn't earn it. Now, quick question. How many of y'all happen to love people that you know don't deserve it? Okay, now put your hand down because you're all sinners. Because that means we're not accepting Christ, right? We accepted Christ. Did we deserve it? No. Hmm. I remember one time when I was reading the Bible, I heard this one time. Listen to this. I heard this one time. How many of you ever loved someone that didn't deserve it? You ever, I heard that once before. You ever heard that before? I just said it. So receiving the sacrificial love of Christ, what makes it possible to give that love to those who may not deserve it by their actions, but need it because of Jesus' actions. And you know, you sit around and talk about somebody who's a horrible person. We understand that, but they need the love of Christ even more. So if you're talking about them and not praying for them, you're just as sick as they are. Okay, let me tell you about my pants. So, because this stuff is not going well, right? <laughs> so my pants have holes in them, and I thought I need lotion on my knees because it's right there. Just to give you a different focus. We do, right? If someone is so horrible, they need Jesus, right? They don't need to be talked about. They need to be lifted up, right? You can't fix the problem when you're always fixing the blame. You just never will ever be able to help that, right? And what you're, un what you're unwilling to confront, you're, un you're unable to change. So I got I to gotta confront this thing. I got I to gotta do this. I got I to gotta be in part. Like, I, I want to love, love my neighbor. I want to I love them. I want to let them know that God has loved me when he didn't have to. Romans 5 eight. while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He said, surely for a loved one, you'd die for a loved one. Surely even for a close friend, you'd die for them. But an enemy? 
How many of y'all would die for an enemy? Come on, let's just live Sunday morning. No, we ain't there yet. That's, we're not there yet. There's a bus coming. Could hit my wife, could hit someone I don't know. Wait, hit someone that just cut me off in traffic. Let me help the bus hit the person that just cut me off in traffic. In fact, let me steer them in that direction. I'm going to read them. We need to go home. Let's pray for them. Shandai. Like, <laughs> hope the family's peaceful. We were enemies and Jesus died for us. We were against him. We killed him. We were murdering. And Jesus said, yes, I love y'all. Right? And sometimes we struggle, right? Because we only want to give our kids rewards when they do something right. How about give them a reward when they're just being consistent? And then don't give them a reward at all if you don't, you know. Right? You ever start that back in my day thing? We didn't have stairs. Back in my day, this, we went to the projects. We didn't have stairs. Now everybody got stairs. I love stairs. I hate them stairs. I don't even like walking up there. It's like a whole other world up there. Kid world. It's just, ugh. you get up there and you just, I just start waiting for something to jump out. Like, it's Call of Duty up there. But I have to love them, my children. I got to love my neighbors. Got to love them. I love my neighbors. I love myself. It is the understanding of the love of God that will bring us to understanding why we need to always give love to our neighbors. And listen, you're going to be judged for loving someone everybody thinks you should stop loving. You're going to be, right? Because they see negative, but you see like, I'm trying to see Christ in there. Oh, this is really quiet. Okay, so cool. So I'm going to stay on this because this is where I get to hear my voice twice as much as I really don't want to. But we, we begin to get judged for that. You begin to get judged. How can you love that person? Huh? Why do you love them? Look at all that they do. Look at it. And, and there's something in you that says, I want them to see the love of Christ. I'm praying for their eyes to open. I'm praying for them to be able to see that Christ loves them. I'm praying, if, and if I'm the only thing close to that, then I'm going to show that love in a major way. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. How many of y'all are struggling with love right now just on that verse? That patient and kind one, I'm struggling with it. I get in the store. I don't like these people. I want to get out. Love is patient. Listen to what's love is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no account of wrongs. This is love, y'all. Love never fails, though. That's the key thing. You may not be able to get all those things right, and you may have to keep working at it, right? Because it, that's, that's a lot of work. That was a lot of fruit and love. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be restrained. Where there is knowledge, it will be dismissed. And if we go back to the first verse that we read, and it talks about if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of them all. And just saying because you go here, you do this, and you do that, that that makes you right. No, it still has to be shown up with love. Right? Love covers a multitude of, who knows the Bible? Sin. <laughs> That wasn't you, was it? Okay. Come on, man. You're a preacher's kid. Love is most effective when we live in it according to the word of God. Isn't it easier to share something that you live? 
right? When you're living by it, it's easier to share it. However, just knowing the truth, God says, just know the truth and speak that truth. Even though you may not have been through that specific thing, but you know the truth that's written in the word of God. It's an open book test. It's able to be done. Loving according to God's word means there will be times you will not agree with others' actions, but that doesn't mean you don't love them. I don't agree with what you're doing, but I love you. Just because I don't agree with you, that doesn't mean I hate you or I'm against, I just, I don't agree. Sorry. Man, my, my brother that passed away, he was a pimp. He beat women. I hated that. I hated that about him. I hated what he did. I told him to his face, even though I was only this tall and everyone else grew over 6'2". And I was like, I hate you for what you do. I had, did it wrong. My mom snatched me because <laughs> I was telling her how I told him I hate him for what he was doing. And before I knew it, I was off my feet, right? Because I was, I was little, little, like, like anybody, like, uh, in the fifth grade, I mean, I weighed, what, 31 pounds? I was little. Like, I was little. I was round. I was just little, though. And I remember saying, I told him I hate him for it. And all of a sudden, I was up here. Like, she jacked me up. No, you hate what he does. Like, <laughs> miracles doing the measuring. Yeah, it was, it was rough. It was rough. And, and she had snatched me up. She said, you hate what he does. You never say you hate him. So I got corrected then, right? And I do. I did. I did. I hated what he did to those women. I hate what that would happen to him. But I didn't hate him. And I realized that, right? It is okay to let your friends or whatever you want to call them know, I don't agree with what you're doing. Maybe not use the word hate. Go, I don't agree, right? And they go like, you judge me. No, I don't agree with you. The, the judgment comes from somewhere else. I'm telling you, I don't agree. I won't take part in it. Bottom line, family or no family, you got to roll with Jesus, right? Either you're rolling with God or you're not, okay? And, and that's, that's part of it. Uh, remind me to tell you about the rest of the evening when we left from the place where the horse was. And then we'll, we'll maybe bring that up in the next service. But she knows. She was there. There's a point in where we have to stand up and speak the truth. And even if they go, you judge me. No, look, I'm just telling you I, I don't agree. And, and I'm going to move away from that part of the, of the life. And, and I was the same way. Even, even after they buried him, I just said, look, I didn't agree with that. I still don't. You don't hit. You just don't hit women. You just don't. You don't do that. You don't do what he was doing to them. And, and as uncomfortable as it's making you feel, I need you to understand, hopefully it's making you stand up to some things. The Bible is right. And every man, no matter how close, is a liar if they're in disagreement with it, right? So if you don't agree with them, that, that, that feel like that. And so it is better to rejoice in truth than give in to just make sure people aren't mad at you. By the way, this isn't loving your neighbor. This is more about protecting your feelings. I don't want things to get uncomfortable. I love it. I love how my twin can make everybody uncomfortable. When he sees something wrong, he just says it out loud. Like, like especially y'all with little kids, you're scared to take them in public, right? Miracle was our one that, Miracle, when she was little, you would take her out, she would say stuff. Just say stuff. Now she's real polite and protective, but when she was little, she would ask loud questions about stuff 
I enjoyed it. It was like, yes, say that out loud. If I could figure out a way to prompt you to ask about why that woman's hair that way, just say it out loud. But she was, it was always that. And even, even today, she's that in, in, in a way, but not in a, in a rude way. She's just a bold way of asking questions. Listen, if you have a question, ask it. Don't just sit there like, you know, people do in school. I don't want to be the one that look dumb. You're going to walk out dumb? You'd rather walk out dumb? Ask the question. Ask, ask. In this time where people are trying to twist the word of God, we, let's zoom it. Let's sit down together and let's study. Let's find out what's really the Bible says. Let's, let's find out together so you'll go in equipped and prepared for everything that you're coming in contact with. Oh, I just, I just love and miss y'all so much. It's <laughs> such great times. True love will come in direct conflict with how we feel, right? True love conflicts with how we feel. Love never fails is real even when you how when you when you listen how I wrote this sentence okay this is for y'all only love never fails is real even when you how to love someone with godly truth that what what was being written you have to love someone with godly truth that opposes their behavior just know god is going to outlast human alignment right if love never fails that means love is going to stick around give them the love give them the word of god right in the beginning was the word, word was with God, word was God, John 1, 1, God is the word, he is word, God is love, he is, that's his ultimate command, so give them the scriptures, and then step out of there, don't give them your version, give them just the Bible, give them the word, and it's okay if someone doesn't agree with you, this, this is the thing I don't get, you don't, you don't like the way I said, you don't say it the way I say it. Well, you can just go to, but see, then what we have to do is catch ourselves and say, this is what, give them, give them the word and walk away. Some plant, some water, God causes the increase. But see, we got too many tree people trying to plant water and grow folk. Some folk ain't going to grow folk. That's a new word. I, I think I'll make a t-shirt. I'll make me a grow folk. You need to grow folk. You're acting too immature. Grow folk. It's a little bit too close to cussing, but grow. Yeah. <laughs> but grow. Maybe we'll scratch that whole word out. Right? Give them the scriptures. Give them the verse. Give them the Bible. As much as it may hurt at the time, know that truth you give will bring joy to everyone involved. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12 through 14. So this is the verse. It's not the last verse, but this is about the time justice runs up to the camera and tells me how much time I got left before this video is about to cut off. And he comes up and he goes, watch the videos closer when my eyes get bigger. This means speed it up. I'm receiving a signal. You've tarried too long. You're burning daylight. Call camera. But this morning, y'all get all this. I ain't got to slow down. Here we go. Although by this time, you ought to be teachers, you need someone to reteach you the basic principles of God's word. You need milk, not solid food. Um, if you've ever felt like you've had a, a, a mentality or attitude or anger or behavior, like, man, I'm still dealing with the same stuff. I'm still drinking milk. Man, why can't I be better? Why, why am I still here? Right? And that doesn't mean leave the earth like that mentality. 
Why do I still have these feelings? Why do I still act like this? Why do things still break me down? Why, why is it and you still have to get milk? Because can't nobody come talk to you truthfully because if they give you meat, you get angry. I have a question. Because if someone comes and tells you the truth at that time and that makes you mad, it's because there's some part that you need to grow in to receive it. Right? I just want the milk. Just give me milk because I can put my cereal in it. Just give me milk. Well, no, I'm going to have to give you some meat today because some trouble is coming. And I need you to be, have, have enough nourishment in you to deal with it, right? Verse 13, for everyone who lives on milk is still an infant, inexperienced in the message of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained their senses to distinguish good from evil. And why do you need to speak a tough truth? Why do you need to speak directly? Because there's a discernment at stake. Like if we don't speak directly with our kids, they're not going to be able to discern good from evil. Or they're going to struggle with it. Speak the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth. This reminds me of a movie, Miracle, and I just watched them together. And so I have to get that out of my head. Tell the truth. Tell the full truth. Just go ahead and say, here's what it is. And they need that strong meat so they can deal with the, with the I don't want to say consequences, but the actions, the reaction to what's coming, right? Living on a diet of milk for too long will cause us to be unprepared to give the message of truth in love because we will struggle to know the difference between good and evil, right? Have you ever had a person in your life that agreed with everything you said? Maybe they were trying to get something from you. I, okay, I've had someone in my life. I'm so sorry, y'all. I've never had this person who just said, oh, yeah, yeah, you're good at that. You're good at that. And you know they're lying. But they're just trying to make you feel good. That's not a true friend. They're going to get you embarrassed. Right? I mean, we, we, we had a relative that had a, a hairdo that was split right down the middle. One side was blonde. One side was black. And I couldn't quit staring the first time I saw it. Like I was just, <laughs> and I was grateful that Miracle noticed it too later. We talked about it later. But when I first saw it, it was, who let you out? Who, was, who did this to you? Because no one wants to tell the truth. We don't want to be the bad guy, right? Because when it said love is not rude, Right? And we don't want to be the ruin. But there's a way to speak up where you're not letting someone look foolish. Right? Being upfront doesn't mean you have to do it in a sarcastic way. You can be upfront without being rude. But I thought about this. I thought, well, okay then. It's, I mean, the lady rocked it, but I had questions. In fact, I just stared for a long time without saying anything to see how that worked. Now, how can a person who has no hair judge anybody's? At least she has something to color. What you going to do? Dip your head in some cream? Like, like what? See, when, when you think about it, right? Like, that's what caught me in my judgment, right? Like, I'm sitting there trying to judge somebody. At least she got something to color. And then again, we, we look at this, and, but again, somebody should have been there. To speak up and tell the truth. We have to speak honestly with one another, especially when it comes to the word of God. 
or we're going to get out there and we're going to get ourselves out there and not know right from wrong because we're trying to protect ourselves. We've seen that with, with parents who won't let their kids go out because, or not go out, but won't let them hang out or play with other people, whatever. I don't know how to put it right because they won't tell them the truth about what's out there. And then kids end up getting uh, themselves in, in the situations and because no one spoke up and told them this what is the possibility, this could happen. This is what we're finding out where people who are going, uh, whoever was in our youth group from all over are now writing us and say, man, they're just teaching on stuff y'all taught us when we were 12, 13 years old. Like whatever parent didn't tell their kids about the word of God, we covered it in the youth group. We covered it all. And, and one of the things you have to understand is when you give them truth and back it up with scripture, they become stronger to be able to discern good and evil. And that's what we want from all of our children. That's what we want from ourselves. We don't want them kind of like, is that wrong? Is that right? Is that wrong? If I just steal a little bit of grapes, is that wrong? Like, no, it's all bad. Stealing's bad, period. Even if it was just there. Who's that? Somebody was suggest I want to say it was my twin that there was somebody that left their keys in the car. He said, we should just drive it off. And that's stealing. He goes, yeah, but we should try. <laughs> Tony, you're smarter than this. I don't even know why you're saying this to me. You can't do what we're going to say. The keys was in the car. Why they give us that new jury? Who, why are you talking like this? What's wrong with you? Have you not slept? Did the drive was too long? You need a nap? But we need them to be able to discern. And so we're going to give you the truth. Love your neighbor as you love your. If you didn't want someone mistreating you, don't go and mistreat others. If you don't want someone mistreating you, don't wait till you find the person that mistreated you and mistreat them. Right? Overcome evil with, with good, if you didn't hear. Oh, you took your mask off. You just said, put your head down. Okay. You overcome evil with good. How many of y'all know that's hard to do? That's hard to do. Bless those who curse you. That's hard to do. Matthew chapter 5, verse 40 through 44, read all them verses. You'll know men didn't write the Bible. That's the, that's the one that tells you right there, man didn't write the Bible. Because ain't no man going to go up there and say, if somebody come up and cuss you out, you run them down and give them $20. Nobody's ever wrote, nobody's ever done that. But that's what the Bible tells us to do. Bless them. Man, you cuss me out real good. You use some words in ways I never heard. Here. Thank you for your language. Strong meat strengthens us to stand on God's word with confidence, especially when it's not popular. But this tough love will bring deliverance. Now, tough love and being unloved is not the same thing. Okay? Tough love is saying, I'm going to push through and I'm going to show you favor because God showed me favor. But I'm not going to let you be, make me feel unloved in the process. Right? There's a difference. Right? Tough love. Tough love is truth. Tough love is honesty. Tough love is not rude. Tough love is not boastful. It's not selfish. It's just like, listen, I'm sticking with the truth. This is where I am. And I think right now we need to do this more than ever. Stick with the truth. And people can make their own decisions, by the way. Especially the grown ones. And you make yours. This is the truth. We can still be friends, but this is my truth. 
I tell my family all the time, once y'all start pulling out that oil, not holy, and start, you know, smoking different types of things, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to hang out here. Not. If you don't have enough, I'll get my parents who think there's a skunk in the area. And I go, let's go. Let's ride. Because they, they no longer care about seeing us anymore. They want to see other things. And when they do that and we leave, they go, man, you, you came all the way down here. I can't believe you don't want to hang out and spend time with family. Well, you're not being family. You're being disrespectful. I'm out. I know, I know, right? I'm a, bad, I'm a horrible, I like being alone, though. We, we got to go get to a good cookie house that night, didn't we? It's a great insomnia cookies. Oh, my gosh. Miracle and I stood in line for the extra 12 minutes. We didn't have to hang out there and smell other stuff. But smelling ice cream and good cookie? <laughs> and sometimes we're too close. See, that's my love for the family. If you really want me here, you'll start changing the ways of what you're doing. But if you don't want to change, that's good. I'll just fellowship somewhere else at the hotel room. We'll, we'll just, you know, we'll move on. And I think this is the stand as church members we're going to have to start, and the body of Christ we have to start making. Because everybody else taking a stand, take yours. Love thy neighbor. You know who else is a neighbor to you? You are. You have to love the neighbor in you. Or you're not going to be able to give love to someone else. You're not. Not going to be able to. Okay. We're doing so good. Man, y'all's kids are fantastic. Y'all hear that? Great silence. It's like, I think someone got my candid open. I said, so keep an eye out for an open bag. It's out there somewhere. This maturity ministers on the terms of eternity. Tough times will happen, but love never fails. Right? Tough times will happen. Love never fails. Give them, show them the love of Christ. Show them where you stand and move on. Right? And I'm not telling you abandon that person. I'm saying that's where you are. That's what it is. I'm not trying to change you. That's Jesus' job anyway. I'm just telling you what I love and who I love. And I'm giving you the word. That's it. Because if you give anything else, it's going to fail. All right? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 4 through 6. And I love this one. In your struggle against sin. Everybody say amen. And that's just the first comma. Well, Okay. Mine say something different. <laughs> Is this, uh, want me to read just from here? Okay, it's, yeah. Okay, that's Jimmy. Okay. I think I got NIV. Y'all just, okay. It says the same thing. I just looked up and went, no, you can leave it up there. That's good. That's good. It's good. Praise the Lord. In your struggle against sin. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Have you resisted to the point to where you just start bleeding that you resist sin? Jesus did. Right? His tears was like drops of blood. Right? He said, if this cup could pass for me, not my will, but thy will be done. When you've, when you've resisted so much, I'd give up blood. Now, this is not talking about you physically bleeding. This is talking about cutting off ties with people. Sometimes you have to shed some things out of your life. 
And you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline or lose heart when he rebukes you. Have you guys ever had the Lord rebuke you? Oh my gosh, I just lost a sermon. Okay. Y'all are some very holy people. He's had to tell me some stuff. For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves. Maybe he don't love y'all. I'm just kidding. He... He chastises every son he receives, right? How do y'all know the person that was the rudest to you? What is happening over here? The person that, was the, that, that got on you the most, that you thought, I hate them. And that's the one that made you grow the most. Now you respected what they were doing, right? If, if it wasn't abusive. <laughs> Let me go back to that. <laughs> Make sure it wasn't abusive. There's, there's this one teacher, and she just recently passed away at our high school, and she had all of my siblings. This is, I mean, so by the time I got to her, I don't even know if she knew what class she was teaching. I'm just, I'm just being honest. Miss Sheffield just kind of shuffled along, and we cheated because she couldn't cheat. She didn't know. We just passed the test around. Okay? I repent. I know. I know y'all are better than me, but we just took advantage of what we took advantage of, right? And, and they talked about how great she was because she wouldn't let them get away with anything. And I think by the time we got there, since my oldest brother that she taught is 12 years older than we are, by the time we showed up, she was done. You know, I ain't chasing none of you more gang kids. Just, just turn it in. Whatever the paper is, baby, just turn it in. But she was the hardest teacher, and a lot of those students said they learned the most from her because she would not let them get away with it, with anything. Have you ever had that? I have, okay, let me say, I have coaches that were like that. And those were the ones I didn't like. To the point, I used to try to hit them when they weren't looking. I was a bad kid. I was not right, okay? There was stuff. I didn't love my neighbor. I didn't even like me. But if he made me run an extra lap, I tried to overthrow the ball to try to hit the coach. Now, look, that's not right. And my mom didn't know about this till later on after I quit playing. But I had some issues, right? Had issues. I had to learn how to understand that someone was trying to make me better by correcting me. Correction gives you better direction. That rhymes, but it's definitely on point. It is that correction, is that thing that someone takes you away from. And I believe it's, it's Galatians 5, 17 and 18, is that sin lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh so that you don't do what you want to do. Think about this when you're getting ready to eat again. My body is lusting against what I don't want to do. But your spirit is saying you've got strength in there. And then in, in Matthew 26 and 41, it says, that indeed, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. There's a fight going on. There's a battle. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's something that's happening that's, that's going on. And so that you don't do what you would, would normally do or what you would want to do. There's a fight going on. And for all of you, who, who may have more than one voice going on in your head. And this doesn't mean something's wrong with you. It means that something's standing up to you, right? You ever had the choice that you had to make? Like that, and it's, and it's this thing, right, wrong, good, evil. And most times we, we look at that and we got to go, something's wrestling for my best. Something's going for my best. Now, now he says this, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastises everyone every son he receives so if he's disciplined me it's because he loves me right you discipline your children it's because you love them children if you're receiving discipline it is because of love no matter what that facial expression is no matter what's coming out of their mouth they love you 
but you've made them mad. Right? And they're just, I love you so much. Those my parents used to take turns on me, loving me. They'd be high five tag teaming out. WWE didn't have anything on my parents. They would be like, is your arm getting tired, honey? Give me switch. And that's meant get another switch and let me handle the rest of this one. They would tag team out. Love that. I love them now. I'll do anything for my parents now. I appreciate that. I needed that discipline. And I, that's why I told the rest of my siblings, they love me more than they love them. They go, no, you just messed up and forced them to love you more. Love you more. Whatever. God is love, and he doesn't go along with everything we do. And by doing so, he shows true love for us as his family. He's not going to just give in to what you want to do. Even if you were done wrong, God's going to tell you, show you how to do right. Right? People are like math. Some add, some multiply, some divide, some subtract. One minus one is, oh my gosh. You jokers took too long to answer that question. One minus one is zero, okay? So don't, anytime you are minusing out another person, another race, another thing, you are just getting to zero. We need to plus up. We need to be in adding and multiplication. You're part of that thing and not division. (laughs) So he loves us. He doesn't go along with everything we do. If we know a bottle of pills, oh, this is my favorite. We used to use this all the time. So we, you know, someone has medicine. Let's go with Advil. And you know that there's poison in those, some of those pills in there are poison. You may not know which ones, but you know some are in there. But you don't want to ruin their chance to be comfortable. By not speaking up is not true friendship. Right? You're not protecting them. You're actually killing them. If you know there's poison in there. If there's poison in a behavior, you know it's in there. If I hate you just because you first hate me, that's poison. That's wrong. Jesus says, love those. Bless those who curse you. Render good for evil. This is not man-made Bible readings. It's the Bible itself. Because I got to love my neighbor. I got to love him. I don't know when I'm going to need him. I'm going to love him. One thing I liked about the mask when we had to wear them, I'm almost about to close, was, see this on video. You cannot be recognized. I'm bar yours. It matches my outfit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh Uh-oh. I can't see. I'm almost done, y'all. This, ooh, yours smell nice. What's that you wear, a snail? So, when I go out and, does this look comfortable? Do I look comfortable? No, I don't. And let me help you out. I loving you like I love me. And it's hard to breathe. You wear this one? I mean. <laughs> but I, I want to walk in like I'm protecting, but I, I really don't want to be recognized. 
this is not working for me at the grocery store. In fact, people know me, notice me more with this thing on. And they've, they've requested to talk because I have it on. When I go in like this, nobody says a word. When I go in there full, says a word. Let me put on my, I don't know how you, look, you know what? I can't even do this illustration well with this. But anyway, what I'm saying is, walking around with a mask on, and this is not talking about corona mask, this is walking around with a mask on spiritually, is more hiding than it is revealing. Just simple as that. And let God, <laughs> she's got another mask. You, what are you, you selling them? <sighs> if we're really going to love one another, we can't put someone down to make us feel up. We've got to make sure that we're lifting up both people. Amen? Amen. All right, you guys, bow your heads. Let's pray. Let's pray. I've, I've overstayed my welcome. I welcome myself. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed and you're praying, Father, thank you. I thank you for the word of love thy neighbor. Teach me how to love someone else. Teach me how to love others, Lord Jesus. But Lord, help me to love myself. Son, the struggle is, Lord God, I can't even pick my head up. How am I going to lift someone else's head? Well, Lord, I pray, Father God, that the meat of the word begins to come in. As Pastor Rita said earlier, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It's quick. It's alive. The word quick means alive. Lord, wake us up. Make us alive to what you've given us, to what you've blessed us with. That, Father God, that we not only can see mistreatment, but we can stand up and boldly and responsibly do something about it according to the word of God. The royal law, law, Lord Jesus, the king law, Lord God, the sovereign law is love. Love, Lord God. Give us strength to stand up, to confront, to be stable in the word of God, to be stable in what you've called us to do. Lord, you've blessed us with an amazing blessing. Oh, Lord, i got to help me. I need help loving my neighbor. A neighbor may be a person that's even living in my household. Help me to love my siblings, my loved ones, the people that are around me. Help me, Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to love thy neighbor as I love myself. That we'll be able to give back in such a powerful way. That, Lord, it's going to break chains and destroy yokes and bondages. That people are going to be lifted up to know you like never before. And Father, we just thank you. We praise you for it. We know that you are so real. As your heads are bowed and we're praying, you're saying, I don't know Jesus. Pastor, you're talking about loving the neighbor. I don't even like me. I don't know where I'm going to spend eternity. I, I want to get right with God. As, you, as everyone is praying, if you're in here and that's you, I want you just to lift your hand. We just want to pray with you. Say, man, I don't want you to leave out of here out of, will, out of the will of God, out of order with God. We want to make sure everyone's in the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. We're in the house. So, Father, as we're in the house, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the love for ourselves, Lord God. And that's not in an arrogant way, but, Lord, that you are supplying us so we can give love to others. That, Father God, that we're going to get along with family members, get along with neighbors, get along with each other, Lord God. But we're going to have a truth in us by the Spirit of God to speak and heal our land. We thank you for that truth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 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 So, so you guys, uh, again, um, we're going to get, and I was slipping on my emails. So I was forget emails, text, because I hadn't text up until today, the last few times the sermons were going to be out. So they're going to, uh, sorry about that, but we're doing both.
We're doing both, okay? And hopefully I grow in each one as we grow throughout the day. But, man, you guys keep staying safe. Keep staying safe out there. We're speaking a word over you financially. Uh, believe in the blessings of God. Overtake you. Healing in your house emotionally, mentally, and, and keep growing together to do that. Amen. And, and we just want to be able to be there for you as much as we can. Text, whatever. We can do that. Amen. Well, love you guys. So glad you made it out. Uh, y'all can go. We're dismissed. <laughs>